Hi, my name is Amy. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome to That, that Good Cheesemay, where we talk about celeb cheesemess, our cheesemess, and all the cheesemess in between. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of That Good Cheesemay. This week, we'll be recapping what we have done this week, uh, including some TV shows and movies we've been watching, along with some books that I've been reading. Then we'll go ahead into the Cheesemiss seg- segment where we'll talk about Demi Lovato's docu-series on YouTube called Dancing with the Devil and talking a little bit more about the College Scandal documentary on Netflix. And boy, do we have feelings. So, yeah, for sure. Before we get started, Steph, would you like to share what you have done this week? Yeah, of course. So yeah, I actually had a super low key week. I think I was just kind of catching up with last because I was off last week. So I was just kind of catching up, catching up to emails, work. So I didn't do a ton. Plus the weather was so random. Like it was nice one day, cloudy another, rainy or like windy as hell. So I wasn't like, it was one of those like, like we wanted to make plans, but we we're like not sure how the weather was going to be. So we didn't do a ton. Tuesday though was National Puppy Day. So we celebrated with Chief. It was like our first like time celebrating with like actual puppy. Was he spoiled all day? Yes. We took him for like the longest walk because he loves walks. We gave him treats when we came home and then we gave him a little shout out on our IG. So, you know, he was spoiled the whole day. And then my highlight of my week was my Dyson Airwrap that I ordered and I treated myself to, which you and I have been wanting to talk about. Yes. So um, it's basically, I guess, you know, Dyson, the company, the vacuum company, they got into like the beauty game like a few years ago when they first came out with a blow dryer. And then a few years later, I think maybe a year or two ago, they released the Dyson Airwrap, which is basically a machine that kind of curls your hair. It literally like wrap, wraps up your hair like a vacuum cleaner oh and then it blow dries it for you and it leaves like a perfect curl. And it's so easy because I'm not like the most like like I'm not good at like blow drying my own hair and stuff like, you know, how girls like do it with like a brush. Like I suck at stuff like that. Same. I'm not really exactly. Good. I do like the so basic I, of basic hairstyles. Same. Like I either straighten my hair, I weave it, or um, it's in a bun. Like, you know, that's really what, what I can do. So I was like, I wanted something like this where it's like it's all in one. It does everything for you. But again, it's not the cheapest product. It's definitely like an investment and something I really like thought about. I did my research. I read like a bunch of articles. Um, watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials and then obviously watched like influencers talk about it and stuff. But again, they get it for free. So they obviously going to rave about it. So I wasn't totally sure how I was going to get it. But then I was like, I had a Revlon one that I've had for I think a year or so. And the other day, it literally died on me, was smoking, was making crazy sounds. And I was like, okay, this needs to get out of my house. Oh, no, no. I would have been scared of like, my house cannot go on, on fire. Yeah, I was like, this shouldn't be in my house, let alone blow drying my air. So I was like, okay, let me, so then I was like, I thought about getting the same one again. Cause I, I actually enjoyed it. And like, I think it's an overall good product for the price. I think it's like 30 bucks and it like does a just similar job. Like it blow dries your hair for you. And it, it kind of, it's like a, a round brush sort of thing. So it like, it makes it easier for you. So I was like, should I get it again? But then, like I said, I didn't feel like it, like, it's like I'm paying 30 bucks, but like it might die like another, it might die again. So I'm like, is it like worth it? Right. So then Alex, of course, was like, you should just think like, you know, you've been wanting it, treat yourself. So again, like I really went back and forth and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And then I couldn't find it anywhere. So of course that made me want it even more because the moment you can't find something, you're like, I, now I need it. Right. <laughs> so I went on Sephora. I went on Ulta. I went on the Dyson website itself. It was sold out everywhere. And I was like, fuck, like I, like it obviously is a good product. If it's sold out, people are honestly paying money for this thing. 
So then I finally found it on QVC, which is so random. Like the old lady store. Like I don't know anyone who shops there. That's the one where they sh- like they you could shop on the TV. Like they'll sh- yeah, they'll like the infomercials and stuff. Wow, yeah, I haven't seen that channel in years. <laughs> exactly. Even Alex was like, "Really?" And I was like, "It's there." This girl said they had it, so I checked. And literally, like, as I refreshed the page, it was, like, gone. Like, no mo- no longer available. I was like, oh, my God, really? So then a few days later, finally it was available. So I just pulled the trigger. I was like, I'm just going to get it. Like, this thing's, like, it's like a toy on Christmas. Like, impossible to get. So I was like, let me just get it. So I got it. And, girl, that's a machine. I went from, like, the Revlon one, which is, like, a Honda, to, like, a G-Wagon. Like, this <laughs> thing's a beast. Like, when I, even Alex, when I turned it on, I was like, holy fuck. Like, it just sounds like, like, I'm sure, like, some people who get into a new car, they're like, wow, this is, like, a crazy car. Like, I'm saying car references because Alex is always talking about cars. So, like, that's what's in my head now. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a great product. And also, like, all their products are great, um, which is another reason I was like, let me just do it. Like, Dyson's a really reliable company. But I used it the first time. And I was also worried because, one, my texture of my hair, like, I have thick, wavy kind of curly hair so I'm like is this gonna work on me and also like my hair length because I have shorter hair so sometimes it like a product can work on a girl who has like longer hair because it's more easier for her to like wrap the barrel around her hair than me because I have shorter hair Mm -hmm. but I loved it it worked so much easier I think it took me like 30 minutes like blow out my hair which like from and and that might sound like a lot but like for us that's not that bad because we have thick hair it took it takes me an hour and a half yeah exactly to like blow dry or flat my hair no, it took me like, I, yeah, I would say, I think, and it was mostly took me that long because it's kind of like a learning curve. Like you kind of have to really figure out how to use the barrels and make sure you're using the right side of it. Right. Because there's two sides. They give you like a left side barrel and like a right side barrel because you're basically trying to blow dry your hair away from your face. So it like sucks it up and goes away. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It brings like different types for different. Exactly. Things, so. And then like you that. give like, a, and then the, the set that I got comes with everything. Cause I was like, I might as well just get it all. So it comes with like a paddle brush. So like you can kind of like get more like a sleek style it comes with like a kind of a diffuser so if you want to just get, give like an overall like you know just like dry your hair out like if you're on a rush or something it comes out with a round brush and then it comes with the other four which are like the curling ones and they come with two sizes so like if you have long hair short hair like it's great like oh, it's it's really like a really good it is pricey but i feel like with what you're getting it's like worth it and you can make you can do so many things with it like you can straighten your hair blow dry your hair i'm sure it's great for curly hair too because of the diffuser attachment like you're able to probably not put that much heat on it yes so i feel like it's overall like worth it like a lot of people were like oh it's so pricey and i'm like i and like trust me i get it like i usually don't try to spend that much money on like a blow dryer but i was like you know what it's an investment it's something that i'll probably have for a long time like knock on wood because it's dyson so i was like i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna pull the trigger yeah no it's good no i mean i've heard really good things about dyson i've been wanting to get the diffuser they have like a the the blow dryer one and it comes yes. with a diffuser i have a diffuser from marshall's that i got <laughs> like the, the which marshall's sometimes have good things oh like yeah tjs and stuff and i've had that mm-hmm. for a while and i usually when i do my hair so for me i have curly hair i have thick yeah. long i have thick long hair my hair is yeah just to give some perspective my hair is right above my waist and it's long wow. and it's heavy yeah. and mm-hmm. My and you've hair, always had long hair too. Yes, I've always had long mm-hmm. hair. There's been times where I've cut it in the past up to like my shoulders and stuff, but I always like my hair long or like yeah. mid length, like in mm-hmm. the middle. And usually I do my long layers when I get haircut. And I've always had this like thick, heavy hair. Even when I was small, my mom would always just put me in 
and a hair like a ponytail same they, they, she didn't know how to like, handle like she had curly hair yeah. herself but her curly hair was more manageable compared to mine like mm-hmm. literally every time she used to wash my hair my head would like hand back of how heavy my, yeah, I know. my hair was I and, used to go through like a tub of conditioner like because I used to have knots because our hair gets yeah. so knotted yes like my hair gets tangled easily yeah for those who know about like curly type my my curly hair type is a 2c which is i don't know i'm trying to compare it to somebody's hair um the singer lord oh yeah she yeah, has yeah. like really like, like so that's longer like, yeah yeah so like that's like uh, my like our hair is similar where our hair is very prone to frizz and then like on top it looks like very loose curls and then it goes into long like more coily not coily but more you know um more thick curls i guess to say like yeah. tighter curls there we go mm-hmm. a little bit more tighter curls but um yeah i've always um had this type of hair and i've, I've learned how to manage it yeah slowly and surely the lately i've been having some trouble with my hair <laughs> because i've been having like a little bit of dandruff so i've been also it's not Same. easy to find like a good curling type of like Hair for curly curly girls. Mm-hmm. Um, hair products. Sorry, hair products for curly girls. I think it's also like you have you need a specific concoction almost yes. because like it's like they'll have like a good shampoo and conditioner, but then you need like a good like cream like after cream like I mean a, like leave in like a, hair a good like cur- like diffuse like diffuser kind of type thing. Yes. I, I'm like I'm spacing on the name, but it's like you really need to create like the perfect concoction, and it really takes. And unfortunately, it's like it that costs money. Like it's yes. not cheap because like it's all these products cheap. are pricey. Like I've used many products, and I see people mix different products, but I'm like, how do you yeah. know? Like exactly. Like you said, you have to try different products like usually mm-hmm. i go through one line um, yeah one so i've been like i said i've been having a couple of troubles with my hair because unfortunately deva curls mm-hmm. ruins my hair pattern and oh, everything no. i think there was some couple of years i think it was last year actually or a year or two ago a lot of people were coming out because people were losing their hair because of their products yeah. they had dry scalp and they were starting to get like open wounds on their head and that was one I of those that, people that was crazy i yeah. started noticing that my hair was falling every time and it was like like i know i got a lot of hair but it was a lot of hair yeah, like clumps out. and stuff yeah and i was like what is going on for one moment i was like is it like i, I was like there's no products that i have changed you know lately that would affect my hair or like anything in my body like i was wondering what was happening and then people started coming out i was like oh, of course so I stopped using that, and I've been trying different products. Right now, I'm using Verb products, which has been good. But also, I've started again noticing that my hair will only stay curly for two days, and they'll go like almost yeah, like, like flat or something. Yeah, flat. Like if somebody just went with the hair dryer over my hair and mm. stuff like that. So right now, I'm trying to experiment, experiment and try different products. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's been like a journey, and I know. Curly, I mean, there's now more products that cater to the curly hair because there wasn't much yes. in the beginning in the market. But yeah, no, girl. I That Dyson has been on my wish list yeah. for the longest, the one with the diffuser. And I've heard really good things. But like I said, like you said, it's money. It's, yeah. it's a lot. No, I but mean, like I said, it was something... 
it was something I really contemplated and something I was like, if I could put it in my budget, I'm going to do it. And like I said, I don't really get like my hair done that often. Oh, I go for a haircut maybe every six months or so, especially now with COVID. I haven't gotten a haircut in like literally like a year. So like in my head, I'm like, okay, I didn't spend money in that. So I kind of like worked it out. And like, so again, it's definitely something if you can fit it in your budget, Mother's Day is coming up. If you got that stimmy, treat yourself. Like it's definitely like, I definitely think it's like, it's definitely an investment, but I feel like it's one that's going to be worth it. Plus, like I said, there's so many attachments and I think they're always constantly coming out with new attachments as well. So I feel like it's going to be a product that I'll like kind of always have like in my rotation, like constantly using. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm happy I got it. That was like my little highlight. But aside from that, I didn't do a ton. Like I just kind of hung out. I did watch a few things, which I'll mention. I'll start with the show that I watched. Um, it's called Bear Town and it's on HBO and it's a Swedish show and it's basically about um, a hockey team in this town in Sweden and I think I said the town's called Bear Town mm-hmm. um, right and it's kind of one of those towns where like the hockey team like everyone's obsessed with it like that's what everyone does on the weekends like they go watch hockey and it's a small town so it's kind of like all they have and so basically a guy who used to play at the hockey team he moves back to the town to become the coach of the new junior kind of league and basically what ensues is basically something happens between his daughter and one of the hockey players and it's like i don't want to like again i don't want to spoil it and also kind of like a trigger warning like it's obviously like an assault and it's kind of really graphic actually and so um you know take that with caution but it's kind of one of those shows where it's like how does how does the town deal with this like they kind of have to pick sides like do they pick the girl like they believe the girl or do they believe the guy and it's unfortunately because you know, he's a hockey player. A lot of times, you know, they prefer to believe the guy over the girl and kind of just how like the town deals with the shock and also her also dealing with what happened. So I thought it was like really well done. And again, it's, it's a, it's a very like, you know, like a topic that's not easy to talk about. So I thought they did it really well. I thought it was sensitive. Um, and I loved, I thought the acting was really good. Like I liked the relationship between the dad and the daughter and like the mom and the daughter. And um, I just thought it was a good show. It was, I think it was five episodes. So like a quick one, which I've been loving. I've been loving these like short series. Cause sometimes like, like going into, going into like a 10 series, like show is like a lot sometimes. It is. Cause like this show we watched, I think we had heard about it. And so then we checked on HBO and they had three episodes. We were like, Oh, perfect. We watched those three like that night. And then they came out, I think per week, but it was fine. Cause then we were like, Oh, there's only like two left. Like it was a breeze to watch. And so I, it's just like a lot like less like work than putting in like a 10 hour into like, you know, a show that's like two seasons, three seasons. So it's like a quick watch, but again, like just go in with caution. It's um, a little bit like triggering. It can be like, um and then i watched i've been watching like a ton of horror movies like obviously you you know i love horror yes, and Alex and i have been like in a horror movie kick this week i don't know why like every night he was like oh let's watch something spooky let's watch something spooky and of course i'm like yeah i'm down let's watch something spooky so we watched and it's funny because I, we've been watching a lot of indonesian horror movies because they actually have a lot of good horror movies and um i actually read an article about how they're having like literally like a wave of horror like just really good like original horror content coming from indonesia and we watched one and it's called the queen of black magic and it's um basically so these three guys grew up in an orphanage and um the man who raised them in the orphanage is literally on his deathbed so they decide to go back to the orphanage to kind of you know let him meet his families before he dies because they really care for him because he they basically seem like a father figure like he basically raised them and so they want to like pay their respects so of course they bring their families and basically the house the, the orphanage of course is haunted 
because this witch like lived there and that's why it's called the queen of black magic because she was like involved in black magic but i thought it was really spooky it was scary there was a lot of like original kind of like horror like because it's not like horror sometimes can be really like the same thing like somebody's chasing somebody there's a girl possessed like it can be really like the same so i thought it was like original and some of the scares were like really um like scary like alice and i were like okay like this is creepy And, like, a lot of cool, like, makeup effects. I thought it was just really well done. And the acting's really good. Like, because sometimes movies, like, especially horror, can look cheap, which I hate. Yes, I agree. And the acting can be, like, really brutal. And it's, like, you know, like, who are these people? But I thought it was really well acted. Again, I thought it was original. I liked it. And then the last movie that I wanted to talk about was called Boss Level. I don't know if you heard about it, but. Boss Level? Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's not a scary movie. It's an action movie. And I literally threw it on thinking it was going to be like dumb. And I was like, oh, a filler kind of movie. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be on my phone half the time. Yeah, exactly. Literally not on my phone the entire time. I was like actually really into it. And I'm not really like a big action movie person. Cause like, like I'll watch the Marvel movies, but like Mission Impossible, I'm like, who, like, what is he doing? Like, why is he on a building? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> but this movie was basically like, so the guy is basically on a constant loop and the entire day revolves around him just like dying over and over again. And he's trying to figure out why people are trying to kill him. It's kind of like that movie that you and I watched, Happy Death Day, remember? Happy Death Day. Oh, yes, Where the yes, girl so, keeps yes. dying. Yeah. So basically kind of that, um, where like the day is just continuously, like every time he gets killed, it starts all over again. And the whole time he's just like, why are these people after me? Why are they trying to kill me? But it's actually like funny, like it's not like only just actiony, but like it's really funny, like it has funny humor in it, and it reminded me of like Deadpool, like because Deadpool's like actiony but also like funny, like 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 dark comedy. Right. Yeah. So I like that, and it's in Hulu, and it was like a fun watch, like definitely like not like a serious movie, but like a fun watch to throw on, and it's definitely like I feel like a very guy movie, like the guy's like ripped, like he has like a six pack, and like he's in these cars doing these crazy crazy like you know like car things, like I don't even know like spins and shit. And then Naomi Watts was in it, which I thought was so random because she's actually like an A-lister, like celebrity. Yeah. And she's like, she plays like the love interest. And then Mel Gibson's in it, which I was like, isn't oh. he canceled? Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's randomly like star-studded yeah. for like a low-key like Hulu movie. That's why I literally was like, is this like, is this even like a real movie? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I actually liked it, like I said. And it, it wasn't that long too. I think it was like an hour and a half. But I, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I, I didn't even think I was going to talk about it. And then I finished it. I think we finished it this morning or yesterday and I was like oh I actually like that I'm gonna talk about it but yeah that's kind of it that's really what I watched and did this week what about you girl um this week was as you said it was for me it was pretty quiet I felt like it was another week I think I mentioned last time that like last week went by really quick and I felt like this week also went by really yeah. quick it was like next day I knew it was like Friday and I was like oh we're here now and don't get me wrong I was happy um, for this week, Same. one of the highlights for me was that I got to meet up with some friends, um, Renee and Shivani. They came over to Queens. Well, Shivani re- already lives in Queens, but they came over to my area and we went That's out fun. to a restaurant called Queens Bully that is not far from where I live. And every It looked cute. I, I saw your pictures. It's a really cute spot. I have been, this is the second time that I go since I've moved here and Every time I pass it, it's always popping. They have good music. Yeah. They have good <laughs> drinks and stuff like that. And the outdoor seating is pretty nice and all. And it was like a busy night. Everybody was, like, it was a lot of people out. Everybody was, like, yeah. it was like good vibes, chatting, laughing. There was like, I don't know if it was a marathon kind of virtual marathon, not virtual. Like, so like, you know how 
New York City have those marathons. Yeah. But I think on the website, there's because of COVID, they haven't had or been able to have marathons. So they have like these virtual marathons lately where people could run on their own and then um, like list it and then send the marathon company the results and stuff. Oh, okay. I, like, I wanted to do a 5K before my accident. So that's how I know about it and stuff like that. Oh, so there okay. was like, and, I, and it was like the start and finish line was at the beginning of the restaurant in the front of the restaurant. And people were, as people were coming and finishing their, their laps, you know, people were clapping like, yeah. Cause yeah, I, mean, that's I was fun. seeing a lot of people mm-hmm. running. I'm like, what's going on? And then I saw people like shit says like run for NYC and stuff like that. So I'm not, I was guessing it's connected to the New York marathon. Um, company or, and stuff organization so but it was like a lot of good vibes and stuff yeah um, we were catching up because it's been a while since we both have since all three of us have um, seen each other so it was nice to be outside the weather was nice vibes are mm-hmm. all good I've been craving a, a burger for a while and usually I don't crave yeah. it. I haven't eaten a burger in a long time it's not something that I usually indulge in but I was like craving for a burger so I was like, yeah. I was like I'm getting a burger so I got what they call the bully burger, which has your typical, you know, burger ingredients. Yeah. Your onion, tomato and stuff. And there was this burger sauce that they put that it was like chef's Oof. kiss. It was so yeah. good. It just made the burger so much better. I like my burgers like medium rare or medium well. It depends. On yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was all served on a brioche. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, girl. It was so good with some like seasoned fries. It was so good. <laughs> and then we had drinks. I had this drink called Lucy's Tusa. Mm-hmm. And it was like this purple drink that came it came out in a in a pouch. Oh, yeah, I love in. those. Yeah. They're so cute. And then mm-hmm. it had like tequila cuz I love tequila. I know some <laughs> you people and Alex. like oh, tequila, but I'm like I can't I can't with tequila. I love a good tequila. Like, give me a margarita. Like, I mojito. Like, I'm like that type of person. <laughs> um, so it had like tequila, it had vermouth, it had like lemon, blueberry, pineapple. Ooh. It was like a purple drink, but it was really good. That sounds really good. Yeah, and no, we had a good night. We ended up coming back to my place, and my friend, she was singing as we were going up the stairs. She was singing the Italian national anthem. <laughs> and then we then we started going into this conversation about people who have sung the national anthem of you know the United States and how yeah yeah people yeah butchered butchered it. <laughs> oh we, yeah, we went on YouTube and started watching all these like. <gasps> oh my videos. god, those are my favorite nights when you go into like those black holes yeah. or like either music videos or just like or conspiracy videos. Like those are like fun nights. Exactly. Yeah. So like literally, that's what we did. We that we found one video was like the top ten like people who failed on um oh, national anthem it was like so funny we were like dying like we had tears coming um, yeah no that down. sounds hilarious we saw the fergie one <laughs> oh my god at the basketball game yes girl that was so cringy even the basketball players couldn't keep their faces straight they, they were like they were like listen like is she serious right now? There was one where they did a close-up of Chance the Rapper and he's like, his face is just like, he has like a smile and like dumbled it at the same I would have been like, am I in the sunken place? Like, what is happening? Like, yeah, it was like hilarious going that. And there was this one, it was like, the, this was like the top one um, video and it was like this girl and it looked like it was probably somewhere in the 2000s or something, the early 2000s. Yeah. And it's this one girl who comes, it's a hockey game. 
she comes out she's singing the national anthem but she forgets the words so she goes back oh, in no. gets the lyrics and she's gonna oh. sing it from away like with the paper she comes out and as she's coming out because she's on the ice she slips oh my so God. she slips Girl, and, she out, and then she's like forget it and then she goes back in and she never finished singing she, I, she needs to never leave the rock that she's under oh my god <laughs> i was like we felt so bad for her but it was like at the same time like ooh, that's so funny you're so bad for all these people so this is like nash like people are like looking at you you know yeah and people take it really serious like people if you mess it up people like take it as like disrespectful yeah. like people were like booing like, and stuff yeah it's no joke and then there were some that were like helping out the person like we got yeah. you like, you know mm-hmm. and but yeah no we just went down this hole that's really funny and why did she pick the italian national anthem to sing she she was just started she loves italy like she, yeah she, who i mean italy's amazing yeah yeah so and I was like, how you know the Italian? Like, I, I was like, I barely know like Dominican Republic's national anthem or Ecuador's. Same. I was like, I really don't countries. know. Like, I only yeah. know this one. And yeah. she's like out here like singing in Italian. That's really funny. She said she learned it when she was younger and stuff. And mm. I don't know, she randomly just started singing it as we were going up the stairs. Yeah, that's really funny. But um yeah, no, that was like my highlight. It was fun to like, Yeah, no, that sounds really like nights like that are the best. Yeah. And we just came back and like chilled at home at my place for a little bit before everyone had to go. Um, because you know, work the next day. Yeah. And yeah, no, it was a nice night. It was so good to see friends and whatnot. So that was like my highlight of my yeah. week. This week, um, I am reading some books. I'm reading two mm-hmm. books. Reading a book and listening to a book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. So the book that I'm still reading is the same book I mentioned last time, The Radium Girls by Kate Moore. And it's a 400 page. I think I mentioned it last time. Yeah. It's 400 pages. And then plus, because it has like the annotated bibliography, it gives you the history, the author's yeah, note. Like it's, after oh, that, it's a but big it's like 400 one. pages of the, the story itself. And I'm more into it. I'm like around the 200 pages. And mm-hmm. excuse me. And um, it's up like everything that these women has endured during that time is crazy. So I'm up to the yeah. part where now they're so they work in a radium. To so just give some background, these women during the 1920s work at a radium make a radium company making clocks and watches. Yeah. So they were exposed to radium throughout that time, and a lot of and, and not only were they exposed like in the air, they also were putting radium in their mouth. Because they will take the brush to make like the fine lines of the numbers. Oh, They'll t- take the brush and put it in their mouth to do the fine lines to get that fine point, you know? Yeah. And in the beginning, like people were like, oh no, radium is good for you. It's not, it doesn't affect you and stuff. Of course. Yeah. And these girls were like, because you glow in the dark. If you go, like they would go in the dark room and they would turn off the lights and you glow yeah. in the dark. I was literally going to ask you, I'm like, I feel like I heard about that somewhere, like either their fingertips or something, like yes. turned something. Like I remember reading that somewhere. So these women, because they kept telling them, that, even the men that were working there, um, they would tell them, like, it's good for you, like, don't worry about it. They would put it, like, all over their body so they could, like, glow in the dark. They would yeah. take them home to, like, put it on their walls so they could, like, turn off the light and, like, you know, shine pretty much. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm up to the part in the book where now they're starting to see the complications of radium. These women, and it's going to get a little graphic, so if you don't want to hear, I suggest moving on. But these yeah. women is, are skipping a couple, but these women were losing their jaws. Like, their jaws were just falling out. Oh, their no. teeth was falling out. They, like, had 
little graphic pus coming out of their like oh teeth and God. stuff like that and they were going to the dentist and they like this is the first time anything happens like this so they really didn't know how to diagnose yeah. it and a lot of times they were being diagnosed wrongly like misdiagnosed well like That's one so they were weird. like oh no you have syphilis another one is like you have neurosis or something yeah and they like they know. couldn't find what was the issue and then they started noticing that these girls were the ones that were coming with these problems were working at this company so they like this launch a whole investigation and it's sad because a lot of these women were really young they yeah. were like either between 16 to like in their 20s or 30s you know so they were so young and they were spending a lot of money because the dentist is expensive during that time yeah of you course. know medical bills and a lot of these women were they even though they were getting paid well they weren't getting paid as much to cover these expenses it's up to the point where their own family like was giving up their whole savings to try to figure out what was going on, going to all these doctors and unfortunately ending up being broke and then yeah. their loved one passing away because they didn't know. So it's really like just crazy all that, that they have endured. Then they started an investigation, not only, so I think I mentioned last time that they had a company, like a factory here in, not here, but in Newark, New Jersey, which is not far from where we live. And yeah. then they opened up another one, Ottawa, Illinois, they had, and also one here in the city on Church Street. So they had like a couple. And what the company was doing is literally sweeping everything under the rug. Of course. Yeah. You know, and not trying to get in trouble. And then doctors were coming, the Department of Health was coming, and then they were not sharing what they were actually seeing. Like one would try to say, like, this is what's happening. And then the company would like sweep it under the rug. And then these doctors where these women were going to, nobody ends up like talking to one another. So they could all see like, oh, this is maybe the issue, you know? Yeah, so, that makes sense. It's a crazy, it's like a crazy point in, yeah. in history that these women went through and everything that they've gone through. And I am definitely going to watch the movie after I'm done. I was going to, yeah. I was thinking about watching it while I was reading the book, but I don't know, maybe I'll do it and just watch it as I'm reading it. But mm -hmm. I'm interested to see like visuals and stuff like that. One of the yeah. main characters is Joey Keane. She's in the movie. She's the one that was in the kissing booth on that. Yeah, movies. yeah. I, I like her as an actress. Yeah, same. She also was in that Hulu series, The Act. Yeah, that's what I like her in. Yeah. She's, I think she got, she got nominated for that role because she killed it. Yeah, no, she did like a wonderful job. Yeah. Um, playing that role. So she's in the movie. So that's what I've been reading. It's been just like, I just like, as I'm reading, my mouth just drops every time. Cause I'm just like, yeah. Oh. And it's just crazy because it's almost like it doesn't sound real when you're telling me, but then it's like this is a historical book, like this is a true story that really happened. So it's yeah. just it's like when you the, what you just said, like it sounds like something that was come out of a horror movie that I've seen, but it's real life. Exactly. Yeah. Like these women were just like not only were it jobs, like, they were getting tumors. They were like bodies and different like tumors in different parts of their body, and they just really couldn't diagnose because they weren't yeah. really sure. Like this is the first time they see something, and they'll be like, "Oh no, she just has a tumor, yeah. a tumor or something." And the thing is, if they weren't even able to diagnose it, they wouldn't even be able to treat it at that point because it's like, how do you treat something you can't even name? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like they're just trying to learn more about this radio yeah. chemical, you know? And yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting everything that they went through and how yeah. it came about. And the next book I'm reading, it is a young adult and actually I'm listening to it more than reading. Yeah. Um, it's called Fat Chance, Charlie Vega by... Christopher Maldonado and 
it's about this young girl, a teenage girl who loves writing and and is a, an aspiring um, writer. She lives in, you know, white suburbia of Connecticut. And she's a brown girl. She's actually half white and then half Puerto Rican. And not only is she going through that, but she's going through her body. She is no yeah. she's a fat girl, as what they call it in as what they say in the book. So I'm going off of what the book says. She's a plus size girl. And in the book, a lot of the things that she was like the character was mentioning in terms of the experience as being a big girl, it was a lot of things that I went through, you know. I am a plus size person. Um and during my teenage years, it was a lot of backhandling, gaslighting comments that was made about my yeah. body. So as I was reading the book, and I still am, I'm only like halfway through, a little over 50% of the of the book. And all I kept doing was like, yes, girl, I know that feeling. Yep, mm-hmm. I know that feeling too. Yes, I know that feeling. And it was a little triggering in, in some parts because it will bring me back to when I didn't experience much comments in high school I don't think I experienced many at or at all there was one occasion where somebody had made a comment on my stretch marks and of course Talia was there and she was defending me right quick yeah Um, of course thank her for that and even you guys there's been times where people have said something by my way and like you and Leah have been really quick to defend me and stuff like that yeah and that was the only time I ever experienced those like kind of that I remember in high school but I did get a lot of comments about my body in middle school Especially by one guy who, uh, hopefully he's like you know learned from it and haven't done it. But like he was always saying something about my body and and like this and the character Charlie, she you know she hears these comments as like oh why you don't fit here like you can't sit here and stuff like that like there's no space for you kind of thing. Terrible. And not only from like peers that she hears it at school, but also yeah. from her family. Like her mom. Yeah, that's the worst. It's like, you need to go to the gym. No, do not eat that. No, there's no, we're not going to keep this type of food here and stuff like that. And you, like, you also get gaslighted by your family and yeah, friends, and, unfortunately, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like hearing, like, the like in the book, she's going through all of this. She's trying to navigate, like, her body, how she, like, go, like, being nervous when she would go shopping with her best friend because her best friend is thinner and, you know, they will go to shop to stores where they will find more of her clothing, but not Charlie's, you know, sizes. So she has to go yeah. someplace else and being embarrassed. And I remember feeling like that, too, as well, when we would go shopping, because I'm like, there's nothing here that could fit me. But of course, now yeah. stores have been more yeah. plus size inclusive, mm-hmm. which is great, because now I'll be like, I see you girls on the plus side. Yeah, you yeah, can find me over there. We'll see each other at the checkout. Exactly. And then, you, you know, and we will always help each other. Like, oh, is this cute? You know, we will always yeah. do our little fashion shoot, our fashion mm-hmm. walk Try at, on, the, yeah. at the dresser, dressing room. And But I remember, I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done I, in, in the plus size inclusivity. There has been, like, Nike has been changing their mannequin to, you know, show different types of body types. Yeah. Target is another one. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing it in different stores. I still think there's a lot of stores who need to be more inclusive for sure yeah and stuff and but you know it's also like social media it's not easy everybody i know you know they want the kim kardashian kind yeah. of body type and my body type is curvy like i have thighs i have booty girl booty i have you know 
And that's literally, like, I have a small waist, but I have big hips. Like, it's just, like, my body is all over the place and stuff like that. So it's it's very thing when I'm trying to find clothes because I'll put yeah. on the jeans. It will look fine on the top, like, on my waist, but then in the back it has that gap. And yeah. Like, it's always hard to find some type of jean that will fit right. So as I'm reading, as Charlie is, you know, sharing her experience, I, I was like, yes, yes. I know how I feel you feel, it, yeah. girl. Like, I know this. And then she, in the book, she also has a crush on this, like, popular guy, you know? <laughs> of course, yeah. And, of course, the popular guy likes her friend. And yeah. he does everything, like, being nice to Charlie and, like, kind of use her to get closer to the friend. And, like, no, no lie, that's happened to me, too, because I've always been, like, the nice girl. I am a nice girl, you know? Yeah, but then you get the backhand comments like, "Oh, you're you have a pretty face for for a fat girl," or you know, you have, and it's just like, come on, people. Like, there's, I think we need yeah. to just normalize all body types, and just yeah, because someone sure. is big doesn't mean they're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. The same way someone who is skinny doesn't mean they're unhealthy, or you know, they also they're healthy un- too. Yeah, yeah, they're healthy too, and stuff like that. We don't know what somebody's going through. There's also underlying medical conditions yep. of why that person is the way that they are. Like, I went through a thyroid. Um, I was diagnosed with thyroid at one point, and And I was, it was, like, for three years where I had to control my my thyroid. Thankfully, mm-hmm. now it's all good, and it's been a while since I don't have to, like, take pills or anything like that. But it was just the part where, like, let's say you and I go on the same diet, and, like, we eat the same things. Not necessarily yeah. diet, but, like, we eat the same things, and we work out the same way. You will see more results than what I'll see. I would have to yeah. work double the time in order to see results. So, yeah, this is just like, it's very triggering and stuff like that. I like in the book, I'm like, I'm rooting for Charlie because I feel like she deserves so much better and stuff like that. Yeah, and obviously. it's also like, like her friend, her best friend. It becomes the point like she really doesn't understand where Charlie comes from, you know? Like, it's like, you know, people say things from like the good of the heart, like well intentioned. Yeah. But, like Charlie's like, well, no, you know this, and like her friend and stuff, and like, but really the toxic one is her mom here, and stuff like that, where she like just treats Charlie so like they don't have the best mother daughter relationship, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the book has been really triggering. I think this is a book. I wish this book was out when I was a teenager because I would have been so much to relate to, and I think other people also be able to yeah, relate to it. Sure. I think it's a book that family should read um friends should read like everybody just to, so that people could know what a person goes through who is big yeah. you know and you know fat or whatever Educa- it's definitely like educational and something they can like you can read along with someone and kind of see what like you said what they're feeling what their what their everyday can seem like and we don't notice that because you know people could just be like oh brush it off like it might not bother you but in reality you know it does bother you it's yeah. like offensive yeah, because people are like, oh, go to the gym. Why don't you work on it? And this and this and that. And it's just like, yeah. guys, like, no. people are, f- like, I'm an active person. I don't like the yeah. gym. I'm not a gym person. For me, active is, like, doing kickboxing, which I've done, you know, in and You walk a ton, years. too. During quarantine, I started running, which is something I never did. And that's how it came that I wanted to run a 5K, because I ended up downloading this app called Couch to 5K were kind of like taught you how to train for a 5k and stuff and I started running and I've losing you know losing weight and stuff I've lost 10 pounds unfortunately because of the accident I haven't been so active and stuff but even like recently I went to the to get a physical and the doctor that I went to she was like 
oh, we need to watch your weight. I think you should do a food diary and we should like go through it together. And I'm like telling her what I eat. I'm like, I don't really eat like fatty food. Yeah. My guilty pleasure is cheese. I would die for yeah. cheese. Okay? <laughs> That's everyone's girl. <laughs> I love cheese. All right. Um, so that is like, but like usually here in my house, we have like, we don't have anything that is sweet. Like water is pretty much what we have yeah. in our fridge. No, I've seen your fridge and all you guys have is like vegetables and fruit. Like it's wild. Yeah. I'm like, my house is like cheese and like sour cream and like more cheese. Right? Like we don't keep no junk food and stuff like that. And mostly also because Neil loves the gym. He likes staying fit and stuff yeah. like that, which is good for him. Like you do you. They have yeah. like tranquilas. Live your best life. Yeah, like that's your life. Be my life. And I, like I said, I don't really eat like, usually for me a salmon shrimps chicken yeah. veggie sometimes i do something out of a recipe and stuff but it's usually healthy you know mm-hmm. and i was explaining this to the doctor but she was literally just ignoring me and dismissing me. yeah and i was like i'm prob- trying to tell you lady what i because she, she probably just didn't believe you because she's like oh well you wouldn't you know weigh this much but it's like again like you were saying it's not always about what you're eating and how active you're not it's just also everyone has different metabolism everyone has a different body type exactly. also like genes like Genetics. so many things exactly so Hello. many things affect everything and like it's especially that even a doctor couldn't realize that exactly so it was just like as long as i'm healthy i'm fine like let me know of yeah. course i am aware of some you know medical conditions that could happen my family like my dominican side my grandparents have diabetes like type one yeah. and type two respectfully like my grandfather got type one my mom my grandma got type two so i'm aware of like these medical stuff that could, you know that i may be prone to and stuff like that yeah and i of course keep an eye on and stuff but um yeah like my body is literally like they say i got the dominican side because i have the hips <laughs> i have the booty compared to my ecuadorian side a lot of my family on the ecuadorian side are very slim they're slim they're average kind of you know body types and stuff like that and i've always been the big girl the big one in the family compared to my cousins and stuff like that um so yeah and then it's just like oh you know just reading the story as I said, I do recommend. It's a cute story. There's a guy that she ends up liking that's actually yeah, really cute and like this neat, cute kind of way. And he's also like on the bigger side, but he's so sweet and stuff like that, and like really understands her um, and and whatnot. And no, I do. I, I agree. You know, this is a really good book for anyone, especially girls who are in that age, so they don't feel so alone. Like yeah, we all experienced it. Like people, like we have experienced yeah. it, and. I I think it's a book that people should read regardless. Yeah. So those are two books I have been reading this week. And then for the TV show, I've actually been watching a K-drama, Korean drama. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about this. Yeah. It's called Love Alarm. I've been watching Korean dramas on and off since high school. And it's not something that indulges. I'd say to the probably watch one every two years or something like randomly. Mm-hmm. I have watched like all the popular ones like Boys Over Flower, Hana Yoridango, Inheritors. There's so many of them out there. Oh, I never heard of these. I got to write these down. The only, way, <laughs> the only way I knew about this is because my friend, um, Andy, she was sharing yeah. TV show, these dramas with me and then I'll watch it. She spent a good time in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So she will share these stories with um, these dramas with me and then I'll watch them and yeah no these like some of them are on netflix now like boys over flower and inheritors are also on netflix i used to they had like a separate site before for these but 
Now I'm watching Love Alarm and it's about this app called Love Alarm and where it'll tell the person who has the app downloaded if there's somebody in the 10 meters radius who loves you. So if you go within that radius, like your alarm will like, you know, go off. Oh my God, I really love this. (laughs) And people like really started depending on this to let people know if they like them or not, you know? And Mm. some people get more... Like, their alarm goes out more, especially if, like, the popular guy or someone famous or something like that. You're yeah. Somebody, like, Obviously, that's crazy. Yeah. The alarms go off. So, it's the, this, like, girl. So, it starts off in high school. So, I, there's two seasons, right? The second season yeah. just came out. I watched the first season back in 2019 randomly. And then season two. And I was like, oh, I wonder when this season two for the show was come out. And then it came <laughs> out, like, literally a week later after I mentioned it. But then I was like, I don't remember what happened in season one. So I went back to season one to watch it. And now um, I'm watching season two. And actually, Neil, yesterday, I was watching when he came home from work. And he was like, what are you watching? He's like, you and your Korean dramas. (laughs) And then he's like, he actually said, he was like, wait, 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 this this sounds interesting. The storyline and stuff like that. So he was like sort of into it. But this girl, it ended up being like a whole, you know, love triangle. And then it becomes a square because somebody else gets included. But it it also goes like, you know, media, again, social media affecting like this whole like love thing. And then people also trigger warning suicide and stuff like that. Because, you know, that person didn't like you and stuff like, you know, something along those lines or the alarms didn't go off so you know people intend to like put and it was also like mentally draining because you're like who likes me who doesn't yeah well that's kind of like instagram nowadays you know it's it's very like it it sounds like very similar you know yeah exactly but so yeah it's been i i i like it i mean i've been enjoying it it's very different than the other tip like other korean dramas that i watch because usually they just like teenage kind of drama yeah even though it starts in the teenage and that but it goes into the adult world which is what i like so i think i'm on episode five of that five or that but it's been good i'm enjoying it yeah if anybody watches korean drama i've watched any of the ones that i've mentioned yeah because i will talk about it <laughs> no it's funny too because i love south korean movies like i think there's so many great like korean movies out there so i'm sure their shows are probably just as good yeah no i i, I do enjoy it I'm, i haven't really watched a lot of movies um, that is South Korean. I'm I'm mostly more into the shows. Yeah, yeah, no, because like Parasite was like South Korean. I haven't that watched Parasite. Oh, yet. yeah. Well, once you're done with this movie, you gotta watch it because Parasite's like a good one. But there's so many good, like Old Boys, a really good one. Like there's a ton of like really good like South Korean movies. Yeah. I just feel like they just really like they're in a different world from us. Like they really create some good stuff because yeah. even Parasite was like amazing. Yeah, no, I need to watch Parasite. I have yet to watch it. I know everybody's like, how can you have not watched Parasite? I know. <laughs> well, like, I, but the same thing with South Korean, um, like, dramas. I always hear about them, and I see a lot of girls post them, and, like, people go into, like, these black holes, and, like, there's so many. There's another one. I think it's called, like, is it Treehouse or something? That they all live in, like, a house together? Yes, I did watch that one. Terrace House. Like, yes, Terrace that one. House. Like, people always tell me about that one. So I feel like I need to, like, venture more into that. Like, especially now that I'm done with a lot of shows, I should, like, try, like, a Korean drama or something. Yeah, I did watch Terrace House. I watched, I don't think I've watched the last season or the last show thing that, that, that was out. But I watched the other, the early ones and stuff like that. Those were also interesting yeah. and stuff. I find them interesting because yeah. it's like people from different like not only are they are like Japanese or Korean, I think it was this is Japanese more but oh, okay 
um they have like japanese but also mixed with something else like there's there's one guy who's like japanese and i think also south asian or something mm. um so yeah. like it's not it's not only fully japanese but also people from like different who have a mix and stuff like that there's another mm. guy who's japanese and you know and italian so yeah no i gotta watch that i gotta watch there's some, and also netflix is picking so many like um a lot of foreign shows and like obviously a lot of like korean shows so i feel like i definitely gotta check them out yeah they're, they're good to kind of indulge in i do like yeah you know, something different than the typical you know American exactly that we watch so mm-hmm. so yeah so that's pretty much my week that is my highlight and stuff that i've been doing yep sounds good all right now time for the cheese man segment oh god this week wow yeah. we, we both we basically just watched two documentaries i was really like and that we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. So we're going to start off with Demi Lovato's yes. Dancing with the Devil, which is now her second docuseries. Um, yes. Her first one was Demi Lovato's Simply Complicated. Yes, which we both watched as well. We did both watch. Um, I believe the, the recent one, Dancing with the Devil, is only two episodes, right? Yeah, I think in total it might be five or six, but I think they're just coming out week to week, so we right. might have to wait. But we'll just recap them as they come out, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so we'll be recapping them as they come out. But I did watch the, so we both watched the first, the the one currently, yeah. the two episodes, and then we went back to watch the, the first one, which yeah. we, I didn't know there was like a whole other one. Same. You literally told me about it last night, like on FaceTime, and it was so, it was kind of sad watching, watching the first one after watching the second after watching the second one because um obviously like though in the first one you're really like happy for her they're talking about her being sober for all this long like you know her, she was in a relationship and she was getting out of the relationship but she was like finding herself feeling confident and then when you see the most current documentary dancing with the devil you know obviously all that kind of fell apart so it was just like it was just so like hard to watch like it really like made me sad for her it's so like she's gone through she's endured so much and and yeah like this one so the second documentary focuses on her overdose that she had in 2018 so it's like her her family and her friends who are close to her sharing what had happened you know what led to her overdose and then you know recovery from there and what she's been doing after her overdose which is crazy to think that she pretty much almost died. Literally almost died. Like, she was almost gone. And, and it's just so sad. And then in her first document, like you said, they share like how she's been sober, sober. and stuff. Like she's very close to the Jonas's, to the Jonas brothers and, you know, Nick especially. And he talks about like how trying to to be Help there for her. her and yeah. Stuff. He literally said like he was trying to guide her kind of back to the right path because she was literally going down the wrong path. <laughs> And I also like that they kind of, in the first documentary, they really show her trajectory of becoming famous. Because I didn't really know that much about Demi Lovato. Like, obviously, I've heard her music, but I wasn't really like a Disney. I didn't watch her on Disney. I feel like I kind of like, I feel like when she was coming up, I was really like not watching Disney Channel that much anymore. So like I kind of missed when she was like really famous. But again, it was one of those things where it's like she was an overnight sensation. Like when she did Camp Rock, she was everywhere. And that's kind of what they talk about in the first documentary. Yeah. Um. Like, so... I'm the opposite. I was a huge Disney yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fan. I would watch Disney Channel all the time. I was there as they were doing the Mickey Mouse on the screen. I was like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, I watched that. But I feel like when she did, like Camp Rock, I just didn't, I didn't watch Camp Rock. And I didn't watch, what's the other one? With like the dancing and the high school, high school musical. Like I didn't, like all that I like kind of missed. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I missed like a big chunk. I watch a lot of them. Yeah. But I first 
So I, I think the first time that she came out on Disney Channel, if I remember correctly from my, like, from what I remember is when she was in, like, this short series that would come out in between shows or, like, in between, like, if it was going to a show to a movie um, mm-hmm. called As the Bell Rings. And I remember yes. she, her singing in that, in that short clips um, or short series. And I was like, wow, that girl has a voice because her yeah, she voice is, is powerful. Yeah. And what, she was only like, what, 14, 15, I think, during that time? Yeah, she was super young. And I was like, wow, that girl has a voice. And then all of a sudden, she's in Camp Rock, and she's with the Jonas Brothers. She became famous, and then she had her own show called Sunny with a Chance. And, you know, then she started, you know, becoming big after that. She left Disney Channel. She became her own woman, you know, growing um, in in the music industry and stuff like that. Uh, After... I did hear a lot of her songs when she first came out. Like, I think yeah. she had an album called La La Land, I want to make, I think. Or that, I don't know if that was one of the songs in that album. Mm-hmm. But I remember listening to the album and I was jamming to it in my bedroom yeah. and stuff. And now I've heard, like, you know, more of her bops. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do want to listen to her most recent album because it talks mm-hmm. about, like, the overdose and everything. And yeah. I should have done a trigger warning there is, you know, talks of drugs and not only yeah. that, um, also sexual assault. She yeah. also shares how she was taken advantage of. That was really crazy because it's like, I can't even imagine waking up and knowing that, wow, I overdose. Now I have to, you know, recover from this. She like lost her sight at one point. Like when she w- first woke up, she couldn't see. And then knowing that you were taken advantage of on top of that, like she woke up again, trigger warning, woke up naked and, you know, like obviously something happened she said she had like a flash and remember somebody on top of her like that's i don't know how you recover from something like that like it's like she's already been this girl's been through so much and she's still like i think she's like what in her like late 20s like this girl like or something like that i want to say yeah like she's had a life she's had and then i remember when they first talked about her using drug is when she hit her friend slash dancer I didn't hear about that to the documentary. That was wild. That's when everything really, and I was like, and then all of the stories coming out, some of about, you know, on Coke and she was yeah. saying how she would have alcohol in her Sprite bottle and stuff like that. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. And she was using all these drugs and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like, cause she seemed like she was fine and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, she, she, I mean, and again, we don't know. We see her on screen yeah, and stuff. Like exactly. That. But she did a lot of her, like her performances. She was like high, high and hungover. Yeah. And even like some of the movies, I think she was. Yeah. So it was just crazy that she was going through this. But not only that, she also had her own family problems. She like, she, she, as she mentioned, she has daddy issues. She didn't have a great yeah. relationship with her father. And, and he also, also was an addict. He was also he an also, addict. Yeah. And he passed away because of an overdose, yep. I believe, too. Yeah. And what else? They also, she also talks about her eating disorder. Yeah. And also going along with that, with her family stuff, her mom also mentions in the documentary how she didn't realize the pressure she would put on her own kids because she herself was like a perfectionist. And she, I believe, was a Cowboys cheerleader because they yeah. showed like images. So I'm sure like, not intentionally, I would hope, she probably put like a certain pressure on her kids to look away to be a certain kind of woman to kind of be perceived a certain way and I think she kind of went into that in the documentary so I'm sure that's a lot what Demi was dealing with when it came to her body when it came to like the kind of woman she was hoping to be and I'm sure that that really affected her too and that's why maybe she also would drink sometimes because she's like wow like I'm not exactly what I was hoping I would be especially with how my mother taught me you know all these things right 
And she also mentioned, like, even the pressures of being in the music industry and yeah. stuff like that. In one in one episode, she, you know, she's doing her concert and they have sketches of, like, the outfits she's yes. going to wear. And she mentions, like, even, like, sketches, they do, like, a nine-foot, you know, tall yeah. um, drawing with, like, a skinny waist and stuff like that. Like, how, how am I supposed to That's not her body. Not like yeah. that, you know, that's not my body. And then mm-hmm. when she puts on the clothes, sometimes she doesn't feel right in the clothes and stuff. Like yeah, that. and that makes total sense. And it's and again, it's like how you were saying, like she's it's not like she's overweight or anything. She just ha- the girl has a body, yeah. like she has a body. And she that's has the a thing. Body. And like, yeah, yeah, and it's like you have to dress to that. And I'm sure it's frustrating when people are giving you like clothes for like Naomi Campbell, and you're like, this like we're two different ladies here, like exactly. you know. Exactly. And yeah, like she mentioned, like how are you not gonna get into like this body? you know negativity about yourself and Mm -hmm. because again there's always that beauty standard that people have yeah and people try to achieve and unfortunately you know they go through a lot to achieve that and it's unhealthy half the time yeah and she said it herself she like would purge i think she was like throwing up she wouldn't eat i mean they showed pictures of her like i didn't even know she was that skinny they were showing her pictures like you can see her like her ribs at one point yeah, you like can her, see like her collarbone her popping collarbone. out like the thing is i feel like when i've ever seen her she looks fairly like healthy like again and we like you said like we don't know what's happening behind closed doors right. but like a lot of the documentary she looks cute like you know like a normal like girl like especially when she was younger like kind of like a normal looking girl and then even now like she looks fine like she's just like a healthy girl yeah. but like you know but it just sucks knowing that in her head she probably just is like i'm this i'm that I'm, i don't look like the way i should look so it's it's really must be tough for her. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure for a lot. I'm sure she's not the only one. I'm sure there's other people in the music industry yeah, oh no, that for sure. off to it mm-hmm. too. And you know, just you know, getting no, you have to look this certain way. You have to dress like this. Yeah. You have to be like this. You you can't do this. You know. Um, yeah. Even the her assistant were saying how there was days where she had to stay with her because all Demi ate was a cookie yeah i know i remember being like wow that's but it's also i'm glad that she's also talking about it and i remember there was even a scene where she's like i don't know if i want to talk about this on camera but i'm glad she is because she does have so many fans and i'm sure they really appreciate seeing this side of her knowing that like this is what she's really going through and like Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's so many like like you said so many girls that feel the same way so it's good to have that kind of someone to kind of look up to and like they they also feel the same way and you know they might look at them like she's perfect she's beautiful but like she herself has these thoughts does these actions that like aren't healthy and you know we're all kind of in the same boat where we we always kind of like are self-conscious and feel a certain way yeah yeah no yeah um she does have a big fan base and stuff like that yes um and she she you know her fans have connected with her through her stories through her music because she does a lot of her music she writes is about her experiences that she's gone through yes so it's yeah and i'm glad she is you know being open about it because like you said it just gets you to connect with people but also show that you're not you know there's other people who are going through this and everyone you know you're going through it together like you're not the only one because people end up exactly i'm the one going through this nobody understands me and stuff but yeah there's others people that are going through this as well maybe not the same way but in some form of it you know Mm -hmm. and yeah her music is you know very thing for other people they're able to connect and stuff like that yeah she does have a Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just saying she she does have a great fan base and a lot of and even in her Instagram, yeah. people always posting, "We love you, Demi. You're you know you're yeah. great and stuff like that." 
and I think it's also because of like you know what she's gone through with the whole drugs things and I was gonna say um also like the when you went along with the fan thing I think also a good point her mom said in the documentary was like when you want to be sober you have to be sober for yourself and I feel like for the longest she was sober almost like everyone else at one point and she kind of says that in the documentary where she's like why am I even sober anymore? Because she was so unhappy because everyone was kind of controlling her life. Like they were controlling what she was eating. They were controlling like where she was going, who she was seeing. I'm sure that's to a certain extent they were controlling who she was speaking to because I'm sure they were worried she was going to be talking to a drug dealer. Like, you know, because even in the first documentary, her manager was like, the only way we'll stay with you is if you give us your art, your phone, because this is where everything's coming from. Like this is all, all the evils literally coming from. So I feel like and I'm sure like they had to like the same way in, going forward, like they probably were still were monitoring to an extent. And that's when I feel like, you know, having, I can't imagine having these fans that love you and work like almost like worship you and then having to stay sober for them when you're always, when you're questioning sobriety for yourself. Yeah. So no, it's tough, especially when you're put in the spotlight and everybody's watching your every move and you have to be a role model for these kids and yep. you know, you can do certain things and and whatnot and yeah no her her dog like her story is just sad but yeah. she's also a strong woman like she's able yeah. to over you know she's still overcoming this and trying to overcome yes. it and stuff like that but she you know from the way i describe her she should have died when she had that overdose and stuff yeah like that. she's and still she's here still, which yeah. means she still has a purpose in this world you yeah know? she it wasn't her time yet um, no but yeah no it's, it's it's a very interesting doc and yeah we're definitely going to be talking about it as more episodes yeah. come out and and sharing. And she's been very honest in the doc, which I like too. Like, and there was a part too where like even the people were like, "Are we talking about this?" Yes. Like, I think when they mentioned like the heroin, and they're like, "Oh, we're talking about that." So I appreciate that she's being very vocal, very honest. Like, she's just like, "This is what happened." Because at the end of the day, she'd probably rather control the narrative than be like TMZ being like, "Oh, she did this and this and that." Because she's probably had to deal with that her whole whole life. Like, "Oh, I'm a cokehead. I'm this," instead of just being like, "Yeah, like I." You know, I fucked up once again. I OD'd, but this is how it actually happened. Yeah. I so mean, I'm glad that she's being really honest about everything. Yeah. I mean, the press doesn't make it easy when they change the headlines and, you know, exactly and stuff like that. I also like how she even had, like, the the doctor who was there to, like, mm-hmm. doing everything. He was talking and stuff like that. The, the one thing that was, that was, like, really crazy to me, or maybe not crazy, it was just, like, really, like, oh, my God, it was when they were talking about how they put that, they swung a tube into her neck, oh and, like, God. her blood was coming out, and then going back into her body, because like it was trying to take all of that, um, like, the alcohol and the drugs and everything, yeah. like, you know, I'm eating. It's, like, dialysis, like, kind of what people with, um, I think, what is it when you, when you have, like, we just talked about it, like, the blood sugar, I yes. think. Yeah, diabetes, diabetes they have to do that that's literally what, and that's what saved her life which yeah. is crazy yeah no but yeah no i'm really and happy the doctor didn't she, know who she was yeah the doctor, the doctor was, like, was like i didn't know who she was <laughs> it was like a, a week later is when i looked her up and yeah and it's funny was. and then they were like she asked them bops he's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like they at least i'm glad they also have some humor in there because it's obviously such a tough it's such like, a tough topic like, I remember you texting me and you're like, the first 10 minutes are tough. And they really are because they go really in depth as to what yeah. happened. Like they so really, really heavy. They have mm-hmm. no filter. Like, they're really just talking about how it all. Yeah. Like you said, her friends were like, so we, we really talking about this? Like, yeah. in the family, they were like, so you want the truth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think it's better that they say it than other people who yeah. are going to lie on her name and say whatever they want. Exactly. But definitely um, interested in seeing more of her documentaries yeah. and more of her story. 
So yeah. Yeah, we'll keep wrapping. We'll keep talking about it as the episodes progress. Yes. Now on to the next one. We are talking about the College Scandal documentary on Netflix. <sighs> I literally finished it this morning. <laughs> I have feelings. Same girl. I have feelings. It's crazy that I mean, am I surprised this happened? Absolutely not. No, we grew up in America, right? Like exactly. you know, but where the privilege is always winning. Privilege is always there. When you got money, you could get yourself into things and stuff like that. I remember this when this came out, and I was like, "I'm Becky." What you I know, right? I'm Becky. And the whole, okay. By the way, the entire time we're going to refer to her as Aunt Becky yes, because she's are. Aunt Becky. So, um, one of the people who were involved in this college scandal was Lori McLaughlin, I think is her name. Yeah, aka Aunt Becky. Aka Aunt Becky from Full House. And yeah. I remember when it first came out because also there was another famous actress, Felicity Huffman, who was involved. Yes. And then, according to the document, it was like fifty people in total that were involved. Yeah. And this is goes from like hedge um like finance people from mm-hmm. actors and people who are business and politicians and so on and so forth so it's been it was like a mix of people who were involved in this also like real quick the lady that the literally the lady whose family created hot pockets was in this yes <laughs> which i was like that like how ironic is that because every college student eats what hot, hot pockets, pockets. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, how pockets in this like? And then when I saw her name come up, I was like, she's set for life. Her kids, her grandkids don't need to go to college. Like they're all fine. <laughs> they are fine. And like literally, they were all fine. Like Aunt Becky's kids were gonna be fine. One, her daughter Olivia Jade is an influencer. Is an influencer. She's a content creator. Yeah. She has her own YouTube. She has like she had a line with Sephora for highlight palettes. Yeah. She was getting a lot of, you know, sponsorship and endorsements yep. and stuff like that. So these kids were going to be fine like with or without college, you know. Yeah. But the fact that these people spent almost a million dollars to get these more kids, girl or more some actually more, yeah, into these universities and the fact that there was this one man who's behind everything. Yeah. Cuz he was a good salesman apparently. Yeah. And just like seeing this documentary, the one thing that really infuriated me and like I was like, ugh, it was like a really low point was like when he was changing the student's race. Yes. For the affirmation, the affirmative action, sorry, for that affirmative action. And it was like really like you were taking yeah. away, I mean, they were already taking away an opportunity for, for a kid, you know, who was middle class and trying to work their, you know, their asses off and yep. trying to get into a college and they were losing, a, you know, a spot because this rich person paid, a, a, you know, to a building. Yeah. Or the, but that's the back, no, that's the back door. They use the side door, remember? Because right. the back door is when you're like, oh, I'll pay for the library to be rebuilt. The side door is like, oh, we'll pretend they're, they're doing the sports team and we'll donate to that, which is just crazy. It's so crazy because Olivia Jade... Like these kids were literally taking photos of them doing quote unquote the sport mm-hmm. to get, and then they had someone in the college who were um like champion for these kids. They were yeah. like, you know, no, like no, let's go with this person. Look at this. Yeah, but they never mm-hmm. did that sport <laughs> a day in their life. Yeah. Like, they literally were photoshopping pictures. Like, they photoshopped this one kid playing polo. He probably doesn't even know what polo is. I don't even know what polo is. Um, And then 
like it was it was just madness and it was crazy because it's like it kind of what you were saying like these kids are all right like it's like for a lot of people and myself included college was really a foot in the door for my for my life for my career for where i wanted to be in my life and these kids are on the other side of the fucking door the moment they're born because their mother is the lady that created hot pockets their mother is fucking on becky like they're fine and so it's really frustrating know that their parents are going through hell like spending millions like you know at the end of the day probably millions of dollars because not only they're paying the school they're paying the guy also to do what he's doing right and then anyone else like any other like guy who's well, involved also the guy who was like taking the acts and SATs for them like, exactly changing the, the, the answers for these people for these so it's like they're paying all this money to get this kid into this school where the kid probably doesn't want to go in olivia's jay situation she wants she didn't want to go to high school she was like i would want to be an influencer revolve hit me up like she was set <laughs> and a lot of these and I'm sure like the same thing with a lot of these kids. It was like, you know, like they want to be DJs or they want to be like a professional like pool player. I don't know, like, you know, dumb things that rich kids want to do. And then meanwhile, their parents are like, well, I didn't go to college, so I want my kids to go to Harvard. But it's like, meanwhile, your kid's going to probably get a job because you're going to shake hands and then they're going to be the VP of Chase in a week. Like that's, then that's the reality too of the situation. It's like, they don't need to go to college. You're going to just hand them a job when they're done anyway. So they don't need these four yeah. years. Or they could be a content creator. Like, they'll find something. They'll be they're all going to be all right. Your kids are going to be okay. Exactly. And then at one point, there was one that also mentioned because, you know, they didn't go to college or it was just the reputation. They had to keep up, yep. you know, an appearance. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, that their kid went to Harvard or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. other Ivy League, you know, school. And it hurts because, yeah, like for me, my college, I remember, you know, Going to SATs, ACT practice, and stuff like that. Applying to which college? And for me, I wish I, I wouldn't say that I had the greatest guidance counselor. Yeah. You know, I felt there was so much information I didn't know when I was, and again, I also was one of the first ones to really go to college and graduate in Same. my family. Yeah. So, and my parents really didn't know. Like, my mom, did a few years of community college and my dad didn't go to college nor did he finish high school but um like this is what this was you know as a person as someone who comes in the middle class and stuff like that like our parents were knowledgeable about this so they Mm -hmm. really didn't know how to like my parents were not knowledgeable about it so they really didn't know how to help me and then exactly I wish I would have known what's the difference between public and private school like all these things to avoid like loans and stuff yeah. like that you know mm-hmm. again we weren't taught a lot of, like i felt like we weren't taught and a lot yeah. about this and the differences and stuff like that so um and they have the money they have you know to, the yeah. money to pay somebody to be like you know what are all the you know give me the information and the details. yeah like, what can i do and stuff like that and it just sucks like i said a lot of a lot of yeah. you know it showed in the documentary like people waiting to see their acceptance and stuff. It was actually really funny how everybody was looking online. And I remember getting uh, waiting for the mail letters. Oh, I was gonna talk about that. I was like, oh, it must be real easy for you. Meanwhile, I was like handwriting my college essays and shit, <laughs> <laughs> like, filling out all these waiting for letters to come in the mail. Exactly, like waiting for these big envelopes because if you got the big envelope, yeah. that means you got in. So yeah, exactly. To the small ones. And these kids are just on going online and like yeah, like oh you got in like damn that like you get like a text now. How do I send you a text real quick? Like you in girl. Updated and you're like okay. Like, Princeton is like were you up? Like you you made a girl. Right. Like even on Twitter, people's like you know, 
list is updated, application updated, like on yeah. Twitter. And it's it's crazy. It is crazy. So I was like, wow, how times have changed. Because I will wait in the mail. I will wait for the mail to come in and see what's up. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned like the like kind of like what the experiences that you had because I was having similar experiences because my, like I was really the first in my family to go to college, and my family knew that it was going to be a challenge, and so they decided to get me a counselor to actually help me because I was like, because it's not only just applications it's really like narrowing down your search as well it's like how do you even decide what school you want to go to what's the best fit for you how to fill out an application how to apply how to fill out a i mean do a college essay how to prepare for like an interview because there's also college interviews like i would have not been able to do that like this woman that i um had she really like hand helped me and helped me through the whole process and really like got me to like a great place and I went to a great school and I'm really grateful for that but that's what I'm saying it's like just like you were saying like if I didn't have that I would have been lost because like even the applications are hard imagine like having to write an essay or like taking the SATs without a prep because those tests are really meant to like test your test tasting skills not your knowledge because no. they're not like oh who's a fresh president they're like oh how do you decipher between like just the craziest questions i, I can't even make up a question yeah, because they're just learn all these new words them exactly that you're never going to use in your entire life yeah like i the, in the documentary one person mentions how they should just scrap the sats and the acts because it just it shouldn't it shouldn't you know taking an account of a some of a student who's going to college because their grades is what matters. So I think they're trying to do that change. And I agree. Yeah. Like I was, I was a, a pretty average student. I had A's, B's, a couple of C's because I hated math. <laughs> math oh, was not my, my forte. Oh my God. Same. And I work at a bank now, so I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> don't come with me to math. The math <laughs> I don't even know how I got to pre-calculus because I think I was, I had to take math B twice. I did like algebra like I think I did algebra all through high school like I think that was like the only like all I could get myself through I remember I filled math math B the first time around then I had to take it the second time around and then all of a sudden I was in pre-calculus and I'm like how I barely <laughs> was able to do math B <laughs> and yeah, no. I'm a person who who know who's knowledgeable I know the material and stuff like that but I blank when it comes to a test like I yes, am yeah, not it's the hard. best test taker I, I hated tests I could study I can know yeah. my, my stuff before and then right when the tests come I'm like huh exactly yeah because it, it and also those quite like I said those those tests are meant to really just kind of it's not even like what you know it's what you don't know and it's so frustrating and that's what a lot of tests are like they're just testing what you don't know it's not even what you know and like it really is like and I feel like I learned like honestly my 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 um, scores improved once I started taking prep classes because they really teach you so many tips yeah. and like tricks that because like again like how you have to take the test um, and unfortunately, like they made a good um, point in the documentary, how like not everyone's fortunate to get these preps because they are pricey, they're they expensive, are. but again, they are needed. And it's one of those things, once again, if you're rich, if you're privileged, you'll do better on these tests. Right. I remember going like to Barnes and Noble and getting those practice books. Like Leah, Tali and I were like, so how are we doing this? <laughs> like, how are we studying? We were, got, you know, we were. We would get these practices and then from from school as well. And then, like you said, they had Kaplan and I don't know how some other companies who were doing, you know, testing it. And they'll be like, for a thousand dollars, you could get this, yeah. this, and this, and a better score. Mm-hmm. Like they would guarantee it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that'd be good for someone who could afford a thousand dollars plus. Yeah, if that's fair, yeah, for their kids to like practice. But that was not the way for a lot of like middle class, you know families mm-hmm. who couldn't afford to pay a thousand dollars for their kid to get yeah. the SAT or 
you know, prep. So. And you also have to pay for applications. Like, I remember applications were like $80 a pop. Like, yes. and if you're applying to a few schools, like, it's a re- it's a really expensive thing to do, apply to college, it figure it out. Like, it's not an easy thing. And that's why, like, I, I like they kept saying, like, it was in the documentary, it's really for privileged people sometimes because, unfortunately, not everyone's prepared enough. Not everyone has the money for it, the means. And then on top of that, these people who can't afford it are cheating. So it's yeah. like... It's like you guys really are just trying out to get us. Exactly. And it's just crazy. Like this literally came just from one man who was just a great salesman and and was just putting his foot in, in the door pretty much. Yeah. To these the one that really was like, it kind of sucked that he got involved, but he didn't know he got involved was that one. The sailor guy. The sailing guy. The yeah. sailing instructor mm-hmm. or um, professor, whatever the case may be, who like he didn't know what was happening. Like, yeah and like the director knew what was going on but he still didn't share like let him you know fall in the pit on it because i was literally gonna say that because he uh, he went to the director too like hey are we supposed to take this seven hundred dollar thousand dollar check and the guy was like yeah it's our you know it's from that guy he's a he's like a well-known guy and the guy's like okay like it's like my boss telling me like yeah like that's fine i would obviously believe her yeah yeah, no, I, I really, I really feel bad for that one because I was like, oh, I know he didn't really know he, what was going on. Like, exactly, he was like probably he was innocent in it. Yeah, so I did watch that, and then I also watched Olivia's Jade Red Table Talk because yeah. that was the first time she came out and spoke about everything that happened. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, the Red Table Talk is the show on I think it's on Facebook Watch because that's where I watch it. Yeah, that is Jada Pickensmith, um, and it's with her daughter Willow and her mom, Grams. It's what they call yeah in the show. And Olivia Grams was not happy at the fact that they were giving <laughs> the table to Olivia Jade. I know this was the first time Olivia Jade was like she personally came and reached out to the Red Table Talk. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, she she reached out to them because she she was like, this is where I'm going to talk and. They kind of, she kind of mentioned she was like she felt like this was gonna be a safe space and stuff, and yeah, and she knew that there would be a little bit understanding towards her. Grams was not having it. Grams was like, I don't understand why we having this girl come here, a privileged girl, come and talk about this because at the end of the day, she is gonna be fine, you know. Yeah, and of course, this was happening around the time of like George Floyd's um, protest and everything that was happening, and you know having this privileged white girl come into the table talk and, and, you know, there's these, all these things are happening outside um, in the world and stuff like that. So Grams was not here for it, but Grams did hear her out. She was like, how are you, what are you doing now to like, (laughs) to like better yourself, you know, and educate yourself and and whatnot. And Olivia Jade said like, at first she didn't know what was the big deal. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I tried to, um, but I, I watched it. They showed like a few clips on the documentary of her and she was very like, I hate school and like college sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to go. And then, and then like, I was like, oh my God, like she doesn't know what's happening. And she talks about how she was in this bubble. Like this is the bubble she grew up in. She didn't know outside of this bubble what was happening for her paying for a building was normal because everybody did it. Yeah, of course. Was doing yeah. it and stuff. She didn't get the idea of why this was a big deal when it came out. And now she's like, after like learning and hearing and, you know, educating myself, like now I understand why this was wrong. 
and mm-hmm. she started talking about how she's like still educating herself and like learning and she's also gone out and like you know spoken to you know kids and stuff like that and and you know gotten out of her bubble yeah you know and and see what's and see what else is out there because it's not all pretty as is as, no. as is in her world everything is pretty and beautiful yeah. and shiny compared yeah. to the outside of that bubble and stuff and yeah no she 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 admitted she was like she also said like she knew until a certain point what was going on but not the full intake Extended of what her it, parents yeah. were doing mm-hmm. um, you know on becky and her father who's the owner of Mos- mosimo i believe yeah it's like an italian brand i think or something yeah like and, a fashion house yeah so she like she and like she now she's understanding stuff and another thing is like her parents did time not the amount of time if it was like yeah for someone else they did like her mom did i think five months and her father is doing like he went to like a camp also like she wasn't like a prison yeah, she like she went to, went to one, isn't the one where mark the store went i was gonna say like that was like Hoffman. i forgot what they were like making blankets and like cards and stuff they were hanging out um, and the other people have already, the only one who hasn't been sentenced or have done time is like the main person. Yeah. Which is insane. And I, that's, that they, that's literally the last thing they say on the documentary. And I guess it's because he, cause the moment people found out the moment the cops came to him, he sang like a canary. He, he was did. like, her name is Aunt Becky. Her, his daughter's, her daughter's name is Olivia Jade. Like he came for everyone's <laughs> life. Good. I got you. <laughs> he was like, you you know about, you know, those, those things you put in the freezer. I got her too. Like everybody. Everybody. He was singing like the lawyer. Everybody. He literally he gave everyone's name, and so mm-hmm. he's a technically be the last to to be, I guess, um, sentence. Sentence because he all the other people had to be sentenced before him. Yeah. And the guy said it like it might even be a while just because they're waiting for everything because there's so many people involved. So many. Um. But yeah, that's crazy that he's just kind of chilling right now. And like, the, I think one of the ladies, like the neighbor or something, she's like, yeah, he, I still see him around. He's just kind of running around like jogging and shit. Like this guy's just like, huh? Because I'm sure he was smart enough to like hide money. Like he, like he must have sent like be like one day this is going to fall like on me. Like I have to figure out an outcome. So I'm sure he's yeah. like, unfortunately, like chilling and like, you know, yeah. until he has to hopefully serve time. And um, it's like, uh, it was very furious and upsetting, especially knowing that. And I think I told we spoke about this at one point is that, um, you know, they did this little bit of time, the people who were caught five months, six yes. months. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of them didn't get, I, th- I think a lot of them only got like six, seven months. Yeah. And, and to do time compared to this woman whom I forgot where, but she was arrested because she had put in another address in order for her son to go to a, to a better school and not in her district. So she lied about the in the address of where they were living. And of course, this was a person of color and the mom yeah. got time yeah. and it wasn't no like three months, four months. She actually, I don't, I don't know how many years that she got, but she got like That's a year. Terrible. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, a person of color, she's trying to find a better education for her child. Yeah. She lied about where she was living so her son could get a better education and go someplace else. And she gets this time, you know, she gets time for it more than a year while these people be just because they're pri- you know they're privileged and they got money and they're rich and famous yeah. they only get a few months and this and is where crazy. the justice system fails us once again exactly and it's frustrating too because i remember like for example she just false like she just lied about an address again to you know give her son like a better opportunity meanwhile these people were like l- these kids these people were literally 
um, lying about their kids, like grades and also like take having someone else take the test for their kid, which like, isn't that like illegal because like yeah. standardized tests, like, isn't that like a state thing? Yeah. So like, that's really illegal. That is so illegal. Like he literally was like the per- the kid were going to other states to take, to the, take test. the test. Yep. Like they, they lived in Texas. We were in California to take the yeah. test. And then he would be the proctor. And then as once the, the, the student, like the kid left, he would go in and like, change answers and stuff like that not only that they were also saying they were doing this and they were lying about the student having like a certain like learning disability and yeah they needed accommodations and stuff like that yeah to be just the only person in the room the only kid in Mm -hmm. the room and then be have him be the proctor yeah no it's just it, it really is like it's such a crazy thing and like the last thing they said on the documentary too was like that the side door is closed but the back door is still open which is like oh buy buy a building donate to you know our library donate to our you know facilities so it's still like the game isn't over like it's still going we're just now it's just they're doing it a different way yeah and it's still and it's still you know made for someone who has the money and the means, yeah. And the connections, too. And the connections to get their kid in. Well, there's so many people who are, like, busting their asses, pretty much, and trying yeah. to go to a good college, studying, spending restless nights, trying to get all the A's and B's because we know that our family was pressuring us to make sure we got good grades yeah. to, get, to get into college and, you know, have a career and stuff like that. While these kids just, you know, it's a walk in the park for them. Yeah. And it's funny too because I think it was the Hot Pockets mom that she actually said that like her one daughter wasn't asking questions, but her second daughter was like, "Why do I have to go to Houston to take the oh, test? Yeah. Like, why can't I just take it?" And she literally was like, "My other daughter's dumb, but like my my youngest daughter is like she asks more questions. Like, what should I say to her?" And the guy was like, "Just tell her she has to take it there." Like, yeah. it was just so funny. Like some of the kids actually, I feel like like probably because some of the kids like, and I'm not saying they're all like just because they're privileged doesn't mean they're dumb or like you know they want to be like influencers like obviously i'm sure some of them also are striving for their own careers and you know whatever it is that they want to succeed in life but if their parents just still like didn't care for that they were like i don't care if she's studying like i want her to like still make it in without having and it's like meanwhile this girl's like studying her she said it she's like oh she's studying for the act and like you know i i feel like she's gonna do well but i still want you guys to like you know you know give her a certain grade you know and like guy was also telling like make sure she doesn't answer all of them well like she doesn't do as well she's like how am I gonna tell my daughter who's like the smart one and trying to actually practice and pass this be like yeah I'm gonna need you not not to be good yeah no it's you know pull back a little it's cr- and the guy too would be like, oh, what do you want her to get? Like he would literally, des- they would decide what score they should yeah. get. Like they're like, did you get a 34? Because I think the best score is like a 36. And they're like, we just want to stay around that range. So it's just, it's, it was just such, it was so calculated. Like so it really was crazy. It was, it seriously is. And like, you know, it just sucks. It just sucks. And this has also been, ha- it's probably also happening in other places, other states. There's probably other people that are doing oh, the same thing. And we just don't sure. know about it. You know, we heard about this one because obviously they got, I guess, sloppy or they got caught somehow. Right. So, but I'm sure it's still happening and we don't know about it. Or, or also, who knows if it's still happening because I don't know if kids are actually even going to college this year because of COVID. Right. But I, mean, how, I don't know what is the, how the process is right now due to COVID, but I'm sure people are still applying and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just, this was really interesting to see and just the involvement of people and how calculated it was. And and it's just sad for the people, for the students who actually are busting their asses and yeah for families who are can you know 
afford to pay a whole building yeah it also was just a really well done documentary i like that they used kind of like acting along with like um people talking because like it felt like you were watching a movie but it was actually a true movie because everything coming in their mouths was legit the scripts that the the fbi got from like literally like the the recordings from the phones like the phone tapping so i just thought they just did such a good job and the guy who played i can't remember richard i think richard singer or something yeah his his name the guy who played him played him so well like i I, he just played it so well like i believed him like i i thought he was him like 100 percent um so yeah i I mean if you know not only is it like a crazy story but i thought it was just a really well done documentary as well his name was william rick singer oh william yeah Yeah, i knew something like rick or something yeah Yeah. um but also like how like he had this whole website and business and yeah and like he really knew how to catch people in because Mm -hmm. you know he even got that girl that he was dating at one point I know she was like the PR or marketing something that she was interested in. Netflix got everybody to come out. He also didn't have a great upbringing. They were talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a good documentary. Definitely check it out if you guys haven't. It's on Netflix, and I mean, if you already read about the whole scandal, I'm sure you know a lot of it. But it's good seeing it like the way it played out in the documentary. Yeah, I do agree that it was very well done. Um, I did. I, I mean, I'm one who loves to see. I'm a visual person, so let me, give me all yes. the visuals. Give me the breakdown, the timeline. That's what I want. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah. Well, that is all that we have this week. If yep. you want us to talk about any topics, you already know what to do. Um, you can DM, DM us on Instagram at that good cheese or at our Gmail account at that good cheese at gmail.com. Until then, until next week, everyone has a wonderful week. Yeah, bye everyone. Have a good week. Bye.